Hello, and welcome to The Void, the show where I have an existential crisis in public. I have been MIA for a while, uh, I was very busy and I was preparing for a competition that I'm probably not going to compete in. If you've seen the title of this video or of this podcast, you might think that it relates to me dropping out of this competition. It doesn't. I'm not competitive. I don't really care. So what is this shame thing about? Um, I had sex with a friend and I ended up with regret about it. I'm not even talking to someone and I'm already avoiding eye contact. Ugh. But anyway, I've known this guy for a long enough time. I never wanted to sleep with him, I just kind of decided that I didn't want to. I hadn't seen him in a while and then I saw him again and then we ended up sleeping with each other. At first I was kind of like, okay, this is weird. This is very strange. Uh, okay. And then that weirdness turned into embarrassment and my embarrassment turned into full-blown shame. I physically shrunk every time I thought about it. You know how you have sex flashbacks when you have sex? Every time I had a sex flashback, I just wanted to crawl out of my damn skin. And this got worse the moment he started ignoring me. And I started thinking things like, has he been wanting to sleep with me for all these years? Is that the only reason that he hung out with me or that he wanted to hang out with me? Am I not a full-blown adult? Why is this still happening? I mean, what? You know, I felt like an idiot, stricken with an aggressive bout of dumb bitch syndrome. Am I not supposed to be better at scoping out sociopaths at this point? Anyway, if embarrassment could kill me, I'd be dead. I fell into the shame spiral that was so intense. I felt almost a pain in the pit of my stomach every time I thought about it. I was like, ugh. It's a very physical reaction and I was very taken aback by how serious it felt. It's really not fun. It's a very intense, painful emotion that makes you want to isolate yourself and I've never had it this intensely. So I wanted to talk about it because shame wants to hide and I will not let it. Where does it come from? What is shame? What does it feel like? Why do we get it? I'm mostly out of the shame spiral now. I do still have moments where I'm like, Oh, Jesus, did we really have to do this? Probably not. What helps me is analyzing the bejesus out of things as I feel them, because trust me, I feel them deeply. It's not that I intellectualize them to an extent that I don't feel them. I have felt the harshness that comes with shame. I figure let's talk about it together. And by the end of this, hopefully we understand ourselves better. And also the really complex emotion that is shame. If you're like, oh, maybe he's watching this. I don't think he is. And if he is, he might learn something. I'm not worried. So what is shame? I found a couple of definitions that I think do a really good job at explaining what the feeling is. So the first definition, shame is an emotion that is experienced when a person thinks that their dignity and worthiness got lowered somehow. Shame can be defined as a feeling of embarrassment or humiliation that arises in relation to the perception of having done something dishonorable, immoral, or improper. It's the experience of believing that we are flawed and therefore unworthy of love and belonging. So what it comes down to is feeling like you have done a thing that is immoral and that somehow devalues you and having lost your dignity. Okay, these are intense emotions, very intense. and. No one ever talks about shame. They tell you not to be ashamed, but they don't tell you what it feels like to be ashamed and the things that cause it and what to do when you feel it. Instead of going, no, no, don't feel the shame. I'm the type that goes, okay, the shame is here. Let's look at it. So let's look at it. 
you have different types of shame. You have acute shame that is triggered by an external event and you have personality shame or chronic shame that's just a part of who you are and is usually caused by childhood trauma. And you of course have public shame which is negative external evaluation and private shame which is negative self-evaluation the shame of unrequited love whether it is about you trying to win the love of your parents and never getting validated or you know you having a crush on someone and someone not returning your feelings then you have the shame of unwanted exposures when you trip in public or someone walks in on you masturbating or whatever good old-fashioned shame of being caught in a moment of perceived vulnerability and weakness and there's the shame of disappointed expectation where you move countries in the hopes that to start a new business and then your business fails taking all those types of shame in consideration and since we're using my shame as an example my shame is private because it's a it's a result of negative self-evaluation. It is acute because it's a result of an external event. I also think it's a, the shame that comes from exclusion of being ignored. I guess also the shame of unwanted exposure. I have shown too much of myself. That's how it feels. And there's shame that comes with that. What all shame comes down to in essence is the loss of status you yourself believe in your lessened value. Now there's a difference between guilt and shame. Guilt is saying I've done a bad thing. Shame is saying I am bad. I am inherently worthless, unworthy of love or of affection or, or connection or intimacy. So shame is a very intense emotion. When I was in that shame spiral, your inner dialogue also changes, becomes very mean and it's very self-directed and it changes your behavior. You have this literal tendency to hide, to isolate. That's why I think Shame drives people to stay alone with their issues because that's kind of what the emotion does. The emotion isolates you from the group. Shame used to be thought of as a social emotion, but it's, if anything, guilt is a social emotion. Guilt drives you to change your behavior in positive ways. Shame does not. So to put a bow on it, shame is a negative emotional response to failure, to live up to your own standard and I think that's what happens when you're confronted with a version of yourself that does not reflect how you saw yourself. I turn out to be a woman who randomly sleeps with a friend for no real reason. That's where the shame comes from. Who I thought I was and who I ended up being is not the same. And again, when you're listening to this, don't go, yeah, oh my god, it's not bad what you did. Don't listen to the situation, but listen to the analysis. It sounds so dramatic, but shame is agonizing. And it caught me off guard because I am not prone to shame. I'm a proud woman, you know, I'm proud in the chest. I know how to take a compliment. I'm not scared to fail. I, I love myself. Shame is new to me. And if I had to describe it, I've heard it described as the swampland of human emotion. I think that's a perfect description because that's what it feels like. This cold, gritty, nasty place where everything good goes to die. What especially surprised me about it is I've been in situations in my life where I should have felt some kind of shame. When I went too far with my drug use or when I was in an abusive relationship. I talked about these things and I still talk about these things openly. I was even part of a documentary about narcissistic abuse on YouTube. I'll, I'll link it down below if you're looking at this on YouTube and I'll put it on my website. But I never felt any shame about that. 
And these are major things that people usually feel shame about. Not that they should, but we're not talking about the coulda, woulda, shoulda. We're talking about what is. I didn't feel any shame about that. So it just caught me off guard that the simple act of sleeping with a friend sent me down a shame rabbit hole I never expected. Children don't have to learn shame. They usually already feel the emotion. It's an ancient mechanism. Shame was a way for us to maintain social hierarchies and it's a survival strategy. It's debilitating for a reason. It's an emotion that makes us stop what we're doing and isolate from the group before we damage ourselves even more. It's an emotional warning siren. So it's telling us, mayday, mayday, something is terribly wrong emotionally and socially. You need to isolate. You need to regroup and extract yourself from the situation because there is danger. Shame encourages avoidance by design. When I was in my shame spiral, I didn't want to see anyone and uh, I just wanted to be alone. Like, ugh, I wanted to isolate myself and cringe all day. The fact that shame makes you want to lay down and die is not a bug, it's a feature. Shame is so powerful, it can take everyone from excitement to emotional collapse in 0.3 seconds. If you think about it, if a kid sees a snake and is super excited and wants to grab the snake, if a parent goes, no, it feels embarrassing when you're really excited about something and someone you love reacts that way. But that embarrassment, that split second reaction of a parent can stop a kid in its tracks and the excitement turns into something else. And that is the whole point of shame, that it redirects our behavior. So at some point it was useful to us, but of course now there's less dangers in the world and social dangers don't kill us. We have less use for shame, but it's still very present and it is still very much a physiological reaction. If you were to play scaremouse in my house and saw me wince, like I, you could literally see when I was having a sex flashback. <laughs> it does something to you physically. It makes people very self-destructive. Usually with depression, there's a bit of self-destruction there, but there's not enough energy to be extremely self-destructive most of the time. But shame drives you towards self-destructiveness. It is so present and it does not go away that I can imagine that people are looking for ways to relieve themselves from that feeling. You hardly hear people talk about their shame because they're ashamed and shame wants to hide. Because you don't hear people talking about it, you don't know what's normal and what's not normal. To the wincing, the physical reaction, the wanting to hide, that's all normal. As far as all the emotions go, I think shame is the most brutal. It's a really, really intense one because it has nowhere to go. It's so self-directed, you can't escape from it. It's a bad feeling, but the emotion in itself is not necessarily a bad one there's a lesson in shame instead of going you must not feel shame it would be more useful if you went okay it's there now what the etymological meaning of shame is to cover up hide to hide i feel like shame is more often than not the symptom of having ignored something for a very long time and i think it just plays into this very deep insecurity I didn't know I had and that is my mom was a horrible person and she always told me the only thing men will want from you is sex. I forgot about that even though being ignored after sex is not new for most women. This particular event triggered that shame spiral and I think it's because I've known him for years and that whole realization that he has only been around for years because he wanted to sleep with me just opened that old wound. The shame comes from the fact that it implicitly validates the idea 
that I'm unworthy. I'm unworthy. That's what it communicates. Once I've had sex with you, your job is done. And even though I've known you for five years, this is all you're good for. That is the old insecurity that it picks at. An insecurity within myself that I forgot that I had. You knew how your phone worked before this and now all of a sudden you've seen me naked and you have no idea? Of course that's horrible for your ego, right? I mean, come on. This particular situation just wounded my inner kid, which is interesting. It has nothing to do with him. It has to do with what it opened up in me, what it, what it confronted me with. Wow, I've therapized the crap out of myself. It's important to talk about, especially in sexual context, because, you know, sex positivity is great, but I feel like it suffocates a lot of dialogue. There has to be room for sexual regret, for sexual shame even. There needs to be room to talk about it. are only allowed to have positive feelings about it, but I feel like if you're a sexually active person with a complex emotional life, which you have, obviously, you are going to come across situations like this. You are going to come across sexual situations in which you are regretful. That is not a sign of anyone's wrongdoing because uh, let me make it clear, he didn't do anything wrong. He did a lot of things right, okay? Um, oh, I'm so embarrassing. <laughs> now I'm embarrassing myself again. <laughs> you know, regret happens. It's not a sign of wrongdoing or your sexual repression or your sexual incompetence or not being educated enough, not being positive enough not following enough sex positive influencers. It is just a sign of being human. You are going to feel some kind of shame or some kind of regret, or some kind of embarrassment regarding your sexuality. And there should be room for that without us going, no, 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 that is wrong. Examine the feeling. And I hope that me thinking out loud inspires you to do the same. To think about a moment when you were shamed, and I know this is a hard ask, right? Because shame is a very unpleasant emotion. But I promise you, as someone who has just lived through it, if you're emotionally equipped to look at it, to really look at it while you're feeling it, it'll teach you so much about yourself. Emotions don't scare me at all. When I notice this agonizing feeling in the pit of my stomach, I'm curious about it. I want to know where it came from, what it says about the situation I've dealt with. What it can teach me about myself. I can do this from a place of self-love. So even if I notice an inner dialogue that's like, Oh, you stupid noodle. Like, why did you sleep with a friend? You're so dumb. I didn't have to sleep with him. And every time I look at where we slept together, I'm like, Ha! Ah, no! You douche! Why did you do that? <laughs> but I can listen to that inner dialogue. I can just kind of observe it and be like, I normally am so nice to myself. And now I'm not interesting how a situation like that can kind of make me go really hard and cold on myself if you look at something and allow it to exist it becomes more spacious and in that space that forms around it just because you're observing it you can look at it and go oh interesting i wonder where this comes from what might have triggered this really negative self-talk i only slept with him like what that's not that big a deal why is this particular instance was so shameful and that's where growth happens if you can sit with uncomfortable emotions long enough they will teach you something and this taught me a lot it is a good sign in my growth and in my learning to connect with people because to feel shame you have to care about what people think of you and that is something i've never had before i only cared about how i felt about me 
I was very much an island. So even though it, I might have wasted this regard on someone who just does not understand the beauty of a dog meme, if you ignore me after sex, fine. But ignore me after I send you a beautiful dog meme? How dare you? Who raised you? That is the most offensive thing of all. But anyway, <laughs> I think it's a sign of me finally connecting to people. I might connect to the wrong ones, but it's a sign that I am opening up more. And that comes at a price, right? Nothing ventured, nothing gained. Why do I do this? Not because I want the entire world to know about my issues, but my philosophy is there's no such thing as an autonomous thought or feeling. Everything you think or feel has already been thought or felt before. There's nothing special about my experience. So why not share it, you know? If it makes life easier on all of us, then why not? It's already hard enough. Let's not make it harder. Let's talk about things that matter in a way that is productive and makes sense and not in like this very Instagrammy, sensationalistic way. Let's talk about things that matter in ways that matter. And that's all I hope to do. Just a place where we can be real people. The human experience is quite unphotogenic. Like it's not a very pretty one to turn it into this easily digestible, aesthetically pleasing thing is a disservice to ourselves. And I notice it's hard for me to talk about, which is all the more reason to talk about it. I hope it helps you in any way or that it makes you revisit your own shame, that you analyze it, that you sit with it, because there's a lesson in there and I think it's a very valuable one. Thank you for being patient with me and my weird ass schedule. I do what I can um, and I appreciate you. Thanks for listening and thanks for watching and um, I'll see you in the next one. Bye.